If you are pressing play, congratulations. That means you have a championship on the line. And if we happen to play a small role in that, that's that warms our hearts. And if you are still searching for great advice, great stats, great community in this fantasy land, patreon.com slash brotofantasy is where you can get it. And also, don't forget the Fantasy Football by Broto app that will give you every single stat you need to make every single decision you need to make this week. That's it. This is it. Unless your week is your league is one of those week 18 championship weeks, if that's the case. And that. Um, but yeah, this is it, man. It's do or die right now. The anxiety is high. The excitement is high. And I'm high on life. Let's get it started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com and the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, the only tool you need to dominate fantasy football. Well, I'm going to start this off right and proper and let you guys know that I, in my in one of my championship games this week, I am facing this guy that I'm going to welcome in right now, my brother, the best damn fantasy analyst in the land, Mike Petrop. What's good, bro? What up, team? It's me versus Mike in the Tingle League. The Tingle League yeah. is the, the oldest league of Brodo. Our first 12 listeners. Um, who wanted to join a listener league? We're in this league and still in this league. Yep. How many years later? This is like our seventh year running of yeah. this league. Me and Michael have juggernauts. Yeah, I will say, juggernauts. you know, a lot of teams will get to the playoffs. Um, you'll get bounced and you'll be like, oh, my team was the best. I should have won this year. Mine and Tim's teams were the best. I'd say we've, we're, we're both ahead of in points by like 200 points the entire year. So everything went according to plan in terms of the luck versus skill aspect of fantasy football, as unlike, they say. Unlike our home league where Michael is in the championship right now after probably his worst draft he's had in like in how many years? years yeah. Maybe, maybe ever. Um, a lot of wheeling and dealing. Lots of wheeling and dealing. Got himself to the championship. Me, on the other hand, you know, second in points, 10th in the, in the standings. That's just how it, that's how it be sometimes. I'll tell you one thing, Tim. This Jets shirt I'm wearing right here. The Jets play tonight against the Browns. The Jets have not treated me right throughout my entire life. Do boy, do I need them to treat me right tonight. <laughs> In the home league, I have Brees Hall and I'm starting the Cleveland Browns defense. So ten Brees Hall receptions and a touchdown, seven sacks and a, a couple uh touchdowns <laughs> defensively for Cleveland would just be tremendous <laughs> i was gonna say like uh, let's we don't we, this is obviously coming at you earlier than usual we don't get to talk about uh, the thursday games at all but right now we do get to talk about the thursday games because it's not going on right now right now it's 209 on the east coast so still five six hours remaining before we get into this game and usually we're recording during the game but it's our mom's birthday tonight so we had to move it up um uh, jason's holding a taco night at his house uh, the special guest and so we move it up so it gives us a chance to talk Thursday. So let's talk Thursday. Oh, I also happen to be happen to be off from work, and Michael is also not at work right now. So that also worked out. Um, so Michael, the first decision is a decision that you actually had to make and that I actually had to make, and it makes me nervous slash confident that we both made the same decision. I think the best plays in both of this these in this game is probably gonna be the DSTs, right? If you look at the um if you look at the Vegas spread, this is a 35-point game. 
So the Jets are projected to have 13 points all game over under because it's a seven point spread. So a seven point spread, that means the Jets have projected 13 points. I have the choice between Jets defense and Cleveland Browns defense tonight. And part of me says Cleveland is going to be the defense because they have been the defense. They've been a great defense all year. Another part of me says the Jets defense, what they, what what I always preach is that when you're looking for defenses, you're not looking for score. You're looking for turnover possibilities, sacks and turnovers. And I don't think there's any doubt that the Jets will turn over Joe Flacco one or two times and that they're going to sack Joe Flacco three or four times. I think that's just not even a question. I ended up going with the Browns over the Jets, and you did the same. Yeah. What's your thinking on that, and how do you like these these defenses here on Thursday night? Uh, my thinking is that the New York Jets are starting Trevor Simeon, and he stinks at football. Um, the Browns defense. We've seen what the Jets offense can do when the QB gets a little bit of time, and we've seen what the Jets offense can do when the QB gets no time, and the Cleveland Browns defensive line is not a defensive line um, that fits the Jets' offensive line the Jets offensive line stinks you got Miles Garrett and company on the Cleveland Browns defensive line I think they're going to be in the backfield for a ton of the game and uh yeah I obviously I think the Jets defense is great too but the Jets defense has been more of a like stoppers getting some sacks they haven't really been a turnover like they haven't caused too many turnovers this year like in terms of fantasy points they keep they typically put up like decent games but they don't have any like huge games um so, yeah, I just think the Cleveland Browns have a higher upside. The Jets are the number one offense to attack on the season, and we're in week 17. That is very true. So, yeah, that's that's ultimately why I went with it, too. But it does worry me that you said he stinks at football, Trevor Simeon. There's one thing that he does is that he doesn't mind having nothing but five-yard passes. You saw that last week. He had, like, 27 completions for, like, 200 yards. So it's just like he he doesn't mind just dinking and dunking downfield, dink, dunk, dink, dunk, dink, dunk. And that doesn't really lead to turnovers a lot. And that doesn't lead to a lot of sacks. So I think that's what's the only thing that's that's frightening me. Although I do, I did, I did go with the Cleveland Brown defense. I'm hoping I'm hoping that they can get themselves a touchdown. Um, but besides these defenses, because I think they're both great plays. I think we were picking the Browns over the Jets, but I think the Jets, do you agree the Jets are a good play tonight as well if you're playing the Jets defense? Yeah, I think they're both top five defenses. Short week. Um, and two very strong defenses. So it's easy, two easy options, in my opinion. Here's what's not easy. There's a couple of guys on each side that you can maybe play. I mean, you're, you're sitting Joe Flacco. I know he had a great game last week, but you're sitting Joe Flacco. Um, you're not playing Trevor Simeon, so the quarterbacks are out. Uh, the, tight, the tight ends, you're not playing Tyler Conklin, and I think it's a very, very good play. David Njoku. David Njoku has been absolutely on fire. The Jets are sixth in true matchup rank against the tight end. That's improved three spots over the last few weeks. Um, they allow 29% over average to their opponents at tight end. So you're playing David Njoku. So that leaves you with four guys, two on each side. Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson. I think there's no way that you sit Brees Hall. But I think there's a world where Garrett Wilson is not in your lineup. On the other hand, you have Jerome Ford and Amari Cooper. I I'm higher than consensus on Jerome Ford this week. I like the matchup against the Jets. I think they're going to, if you're going to move the ball against the Jets, it's going to be with the running game. So I like Jerome Ford, even though Kareem Hunt's been stealing all of his goal line work. Um, 
And Amari Cooper is really where I just, man, I'm having a hard time because in that matchup with you, Michael, I have Amari Cooper. And I'm looking at a, if I do not play Amari Cooper tonight, and he's hurt, so he might not play, but keep an eye on that. I've got Noah Brown with CJ Stroud coming back in a great matchup versus Tennessee. So I am really like on the edge with Amari Cooper versus Noah Brown. And that's kind of where Amari Cooper stands for me. Where are you on these guys that I just mentioned? Look, I'm playing against Amari Cooper in the home league coming off a 50 point game. And we've seen time and time again, Michael, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can I just cut you off for one yeah, second that it. you mentioned that I just want to say this. Our league has two point bonuses for 200 yard games. Right, so if you have a hundred yard games, you get a one point bonus, and you get a two point bonus for two hundred yard games. The kid who lost, shout out to James, who's a, also a supporter on the show, patron, great fantasy player, had himself a great season this year. He lost by the margin of the bonus. He lost by less than two points. The guy that he was playing needed Amari Cooper to put up two hundred yards to win, and he just squeaked on out against James, who led the league in points by like 250 and oh man it's hard to, it's hard to go down like that it's hard that's a hard pill to swallow the, the year that the year that i had alvin kamara score six touchdowns i had alvin kamara i was the first place team in the semifinals i lost by a crazy score like 160 to 158 or something like that and the next week when i would have been in the championship alvin kamara scored six touchdowns and i will never get over that those are the hardest pills to swallow man the hardest but anyway go ahead yeah um yeah, so I'm playing against Amari Cooper in the home league, and I'm ecstatic about it. Mm. Um, you see players have these huge games, and they have kind of a letdown game after it. It's just kind of like a returning to the norm type of game situation. And we've seen Amari Cooper. We know how up and down Amari Cooper is. The dude's a veteran. It's just in his nature. And now he gets to go up against, or I guess if you're if you're an Amari Cooper manager, you say, damn, he gets to go up against Sauce Gardner and the Jets secondary, the most difficult matchup in all of fantasy football. Joe Flacco, a former Jet, um, that you might say, like, oh, a revenge game for him. You might also say the Jets want to show him that, you know, they're trying to stop his hot streak in Cleveland and say, relax, Joe Flacco, you've been beating bad defenses. We're not a bad defense. So I do think this is a very difficult matchup for Amari Cooper, and um, I'd be very concerned playing Amari Cooper this week. Like, I... He just put up 230 yards and two touchdowns. He's had a great connection with Joe Flacco. You you play him, but I mean, it's it's concerning. Right now, I have Amari Cooper at wide receiver 19, so I'm playing Amari Cooper. But that's just like my gut, and like and I got Noah Brown at wide receiver 30. So like sometimes rankings are a little hard because. You know, Amari Cooper, wide receiver 19, Noah Brown, wide receiver 30. But yeah, but I, I see these guys scoring within like probably five points of one another. Like it's not that big of a gap. Um, So let's let's do starter sit with you. See where you're at with Amari Cooper. Um, Would you play DeAndre Hopkins or Amari Cooper? DeAndre Hopkins at Houston. See, we got that question in the Discord. Actually, oh, let me, then, I'll, and, then I'll save that. Yeah, I don't know if it's part of the mailbag. But oh, okay. Yeah, because it's Thursday. It, but, yeah. Um, I... I'm high on DeAndre Hopkins this week. Will Levis is coming back. Um, he struggled against Houston his first game. Um, but I feel like he's, with Will Levis coming back, the two back-to-back -back down games, um, DeAndre Hopkins hasn't really strung together many bad games in a row this season. So I do think he's in a prime bounce-back spot. And then you got Amari Cooper is in a tough spot. But he just put up 50 points. 
So it's not a position I envy if you have to choose between those two. I, In my heart, I lean DeAndre Hopkins, um, but sitting Amari Cooper after the game last week would be very difficult. What about Nico Collins looking like Strauss coming back? Uh, I, I still lean um, Amari Cooper a little bit over Collins. And what about Deontay Johnson? Who's on a hot streak? Cooper. All right. So Johnson can suck it. So <laughs> I mean, so I mean, how about Garrett Wilson? Both these guys in this game. Cooper. All right. So you're still you're not super low on Amari Cooper. You're still playing him as a low range wide receiver too at this point. Yeah, just because like if he if you want him to line up against DJ Reed. Um, DJ Reed is very good, but he's not Sauce Gardner. Like you saw Jalen Waddle catch some deep balls on uh, DJ Reed, like you, you want that to happen and him to be force fed during those opportunities. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's um, let's go to the jet side though. Uh, Garrett Wilson, how you feeling about Garrett Wilson? How you feeling about Brees Hall? I mean, get Brees Hall, I'm gonna play. Um, he's coming two of his last three games, he's been the RB1 and RB2 overall on the week. So, yes, there's some downside, difficult matchup. He's likely to not put up another 35 plus point game. Um, but this guy is two of his last three games with 10 or more receptions or nine or more receptions. He's getting a shitload of work and he's based there running the offense through him. So I feel like it's very difficult to sit Brees Hall. And then Garrett Wilson, he's kind of settled in as a, a low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three, more of a high floor, low ceiling guy. It depends on your options, but I'm okay starting Garrett Wilson as well. You know, wide receiver two or three slot. Both of these teams really make it hard on the quarterback and on the, on the wide receivers. And what and finishing up because you didn't mention it. Well, how do you feel about Jerome Ford? I told you I'm a little bit higher than consensus on Jerome Ford this week. I think that he's in the RB two range because of that Jets defense. That's how you. Um, I have him actually at RB twenty nine, which is still above consensus, but basically a flex play. How do you feel about Jerome Ford? I'm not huge on Jerome Ford. I never really am, just because he splits so much work with Cream Hunt. Cream Hunt tends to come in at the goal line yeah, fairly often as well. Very annoying. So. As someone who yeah. has Jerome Ford and got bounced, oh man! Shout out to Nick who on on uh, he told me to start Tyler Algier over Noah Brown on Crunch Time. And if you don't know, Crunch Time is our live show uh, that we do every Sunday afternoon, um, and we have our writers there sometimes. We're there sometimes, uh, and Nick is one of our writers, one of our longtime uh, supporters and writers. Shout out to him! He does the sleepers and bus article. Uh, he's great. And he he told me to play Tyler Algier. And had I played Tyler Algier, I would also be in the finals and the beat the bros. Uh, but I got knocked out of beat the bros um, because I didn't play Tyler Algier over Noah Brown. Uh, tough, Way to go, Tim. Tough beat, man. Tough beat. Um, all right. So let's get into this news, this player news. Now, you should know we're doing this a little bit earlier. So the practice reports literally just dropped. Like I'm looking at this 15 minutes ago. These practice reports literally just dropped. So um with that being said, uh, keep that in mind as we go forward, as I'm on page two. Sorry, let me not be on page two. That's not a good idea. All right. Um, this is concerning. This one dropped just now as I press uh, as I press backwards into page one. Uh, Zay Flowers did not practice on Thursday. This is the second consecutive mispractice. Um, last week, lowest snap rate in six weeks, although he did have the big game. Oof, this is interesting because Zay Flowers has been fantastic outside of one game, especially the last four games. How are you feeling about Zay Flowers? Right now I have him as wide receiver 17, but um, obviously has to have to adjust with this move. Let's say you have a you have the choice. 
Amari Cooper or Zay Flowers or Garrett Wilson or Zay Flowers? What's your confidence level like that Zay Flowers plays this week? I had to make the decision last week when Zay Flowers was questionable and you didn't know if he was going to go. And I just put Zay Flowers in my lineup and I didn't even think about it. Um, he's been tremendous outside of one game without Mark Andrews. Like they're clearly trying to get him the ball as often as they can right now. Um, I'm not even questioning it. Like you said, lowest snap rate last week against the Niners and this dude caught what? Seven, eight balls, 12 targets. Like I'm just, I'm playing Zay Flowers. And it's, and you know, I'm reading from the blurb, obviously like the blurb comes, but when you say lowest snap rate, all right. So what does that mean? Uh, 78% of snaps and you got 37.1% of the targets. 13 targets, and the next closest in snap percentage was Rashad Bateman, Nelson Aguilar, and Odell Beckham all tied for 54%. That's 37 snaps, as opposed to Zay Flowers' 53 snaps. Yeah, I mean, sign me up. And this is not something that's, you know, un, un um, irregular with Mark Andrews out. Um, he's gotten over 20% uh, of the targets in all but one game with Mark Andrews out. So, um, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm, I think I'm just going to bite the bullet there. And I mean, would you play Zay Flowers over Mark Cooper, though? I would, yeah. Uh, Chuba Hubbard did not practice on Thursday. That's a big one because it's a hamstring and those damn soft tissue injuries. Um, this is a downgrade. Limited practice last week. He gets the Jaguars. Is there any sort of chance that Miles Sanders enters your lineup if Chuba Hubbard is out, the return of Miles Sanders. I mean, desperate times call for desperate measures. Not sure what teams are dealing with, right? Like I lost Jamar Chase in the home league, and I had to start Dontavian Wicks last week. Like that's some teams just like you lose players and you have to adjust on the fly. If Chuba Hubbard were to be out, Miles Sanders would end up being a flexworthy player, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Michael, do not check your notifications. I may or may not have picked up Miles Sanders as we were talking uh, in our. Um... In our See, that doesn't scare me. He could I, be flex worthy, uh, but if you want to start him against me, go right ahead. I'm not going to play him. I'm blocking you because you, in, in our matchup, that was to keep talking about our matchup. It's hard not to. Um, but you lost TJ Hawkinson and Jalen Waddle. That's rough. Yeah, I know. Lucky so you're, ass. <laughs> so you're I was like, you kidding me right now? I had Jalen Waddle on uh, another championship lineup team, too. Ay, ay, ay. That's a tough at least I At least I was able to move on with, with them in my lineup last week because... Uh, Injuries, man. After a bad concussion, CJ Stroud looks like he's in the final stages of concussion protocol, and he did practice today. Um, that looks like it puts him on pace. That's an upgrade for everyone, or are you worried about this rookie coming off two weeks rest? No, um, not at all. No, there's no the performance. Titans, who's a fantastic. there's no performance dip? Yeah, and there's no performance dip with returning from concussions. I guess you could say maybe a little um, rusty, missing two weeks, but he's practicing. He's the rookie of the year more than likely like he's been balling this year i have no doubts putting him back in my lineup if i'm uh if i was streaming while he was out michael here's one for you are you ready for this one i don't know if you've seen this news yet Shoot. jamar chase practiced on thursday uh -huh. the, or <laughs> the original timeline was supposed to be next week and as of today because i was going through the news uh before this and again these these news drops just just drop so we're reacting live with you guys with also knowledge of yesterday's practice reports and the original was like he's gonna play in week 18 maybe now it's 
he needs to see how his shoulder feels in practice. He may be good to go on Thursday. They didn't IR him, so he doesn't need to be activated or anything like that. Oof. This is this, that would be big. Are you at all like you have Jamar Chase in that uh, home league matchup that I was telling you about, where you are the underdog? You're playing a yeah. team that has a like Kyron Williams is his flex, so it shows you like what his team looks like. So what what are you what are you gonna do, Mike? What are you gonna do? I mean, if Jamar Chase plays, I'm playing him. It's either Jamar Chase or KJ Osborne or Greg Dorch. So. Okay, well, you have an easier that's that's a little easier. But what if you're looking at a situation where, again, not to keep using these guys, but I think they're perfect examples of fringe dudes that you have to make a decision on tonight. If you're looking at Garrett Wilson or are you holding out for Jamar Chase with the chance of KJ Osborne taking that spot or something? I mean, I think Garrett Wilson's good enough to play Garrett Wilson. But like if you have Jamar Chase and I got to keep an eye on the practice reports. If they say he's going to play on Sunday, like and play jamar chase type numbers um like you you're playing him you know the Bengals like to do this though they've done this we've got t higgins a couple times don't forget we have gone t higgins a couple times but it's never happened with jamar chase it hasn't but he's not nearly he's we'll not see. injured nearly as much uh dontavian wicks did not practice on thursday which if you do you're not already a patron you can still join i know it's championship week but championships are won in the offseason and we're gonna be you know, in the off season, that's the the app still runs. Uh, the community is still open. Uh, we don't have regular podcasts like we do on the week, but we still have podcasts. Um, come see us, especially because Matt Ward, the Dynasty Don, that's where he shines. And I've had so ever since Matt Ward joined Brodo three years ago, my ability to predict rookie outcomes has gotten incredibly better, and it's because of him. So um, come check us out and. Um, yeah, I don't know where. I'm, oh, yeah, because in the Patreon episode this week, we're gonna, Michael's going to be talking about some Packers wide receivers. So we're going to keep that on the low because Christian Watson and Dentavian Wicks did not play. Looks like uh, Christian Watson is <clears throat> another game with that nagging hamstring injury that he's had since he entered the league. Um, this one's interesting. Vikings beat reporter Ben Gosling says Jaron Hall will start week 17 yep. against the Packers. Um, very interesting. How do you feel? Very about that? unfortunate. I know Nick Mullins has been playing great, but he threw for 300 and 400 yards the last two weeks. KJ Osborne had a big game. Justin Jefferson had a big game. We know that Nick Mullins can make downfield throws. We don't know much of anything at all about Jaron Hall, and it seems like they're going to want to run the ball. Um, like I have KJ Osborne. Like I said, if Jamar Chase doesn't go, he's likely my pivot, and I'm I'm upset about it. I'd much rather it be Nick Mullins. I will say this, Jaron Hall in his very short start before he got hurt was five of six against Atlanta for 78 yards. So for whatever that's worth, he did have some success um, and he did move the ball downfield in his short time on the field this year. If there's any if there's anything that can make you feel better about that in terms of starting a guy like KJ Osborne um, or even yeah. if you have Justin Jefferson shares. Um all right, I've lost my tab here. There it is. All right, Michael Pittman practiced in full on Thursday after getting accordioned a couple of weeks ago. Um, again, you said that there's no real play lag. Um, and he, I mean, you got to put Michael Pittman right back in your lineup, right? Correct. All right, so we're on the same page there. Uh, Jalen Waddle, we already mentioned, did not practice Thursday. He has a high ankle sprain. So, I mean, at the you got to assume he's out. 
he's not going to play this week at the yeah. very at the very very least. So he's on a chain that returned to practice in Miami news. Are you are you looking at a guy like Cedric Wilson? Not necessarily. Difficult matchup, and I know he kind of takes over the the main outside role when Hiller Waddle is out, but that doesn't really amount to much. I mean, Jalen Waddle has not been great this year when Tyreek Hill is playing, so why would I trust Cedric Wilson? Devonta Chain was a guy who was a godsend for a lot of people, but I mean, if we're just being honest, he has not been good uh, the past few weeks. At the end of the day, he is the second option in, in that running back room. And he's playing through uh, an injury. Any That toe injury that kept him out of uh, practice yesterday, but he is back. Um, it's been... I mean, the last three, the last four weeks he's played, it's just been a downward slope of RB3, RB24, RB29, RB52. You have him in a championship matchup, Michael. How are you looking at yeah. David Chain? What's your expectations? It's very, uh, very upsetting to see the, the course over the last three weeks because, I mean, one or two plays, he breaks it out and he's, and he's going to have a big game, but then... Like, if it doesn't happen, we saw last week was the lowest of lows that we've seen of Devon Chain this season when active and healthy, I suppose, like he is playing. But it's obviously makes it a lot tougher to trust him. Like, for instance, in the home league, I'm starting Brees Hall, I'm starting Ken Walker, and then I have Devon Chain and Zamir White. If Josh Jacobs is out, I'm, I would highly, highly consider starting Zamir White against Indy over Devon Chain in a difficult matchup against the Ravens. It's a whoever starts at running back for the Raiders is in a good matchup this week. Yes. Um, I love whoever starts at quarterback for the I mean, at uh, running back for the Raiders um, for sure. Uh, let's move on here. Tyreek Hill, keeping with the Dolphins, also practiced this Thursday. I mean, you're going to definitely start Tyreek Hill. Obviously, uh, he yep. is the best fantasy player in in fantasy probably this year. Uh, the most consistent. That's for damn sure. Um, he does get the Ravens, who are a bad matchup for the wide receiver, really nowhere to go from there, but they're not as bad as, you know, like a avoid Tyreek Hill type bad matchup. So I think you're you're running him out there with absolute confidence. Um yep. yep. Uh Brown, you should know this. I do I do think this is important. Uh, I know that me and you with the kickers, it's not really Oh, the yeah. Dustin Hopkins injury? Dustin Hopkins is out, and Riley Patterson yeah. looks like he's going to be the guy. Uh, Riley Yo, Patterson has, has I'll tell you one thing. Yes. There are a lot of best ball league championships this week. Anyone who had Riley Patterson is probably like, hell yeah. Yeah. Because he was cut, and now he's back on a team <laughs> just in time for a, a decent kicking matchup against the Jets. He made 15 to 17 with the Lions before being released. So, yeah. um, I mean, the Jets are good defense that tend to keep people out of the end zone and, and field goal kickers are very good against them. And Dustin Hopkins is the number one field goal kicker on the year this year. So that there need, there's something to be said about Riley Patterson. Just putting that out there. Um, Trevor Lawrence, who is significantly less handsome than CJ Beathard, um, is going to play. Uh, so level of quarterback play up handsomeness, uh, a, a little bit of a level down. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know, C.J. Beathard, surprisingly handsome. Yeah, so like you, you say it every Shockingly now. handsome. Um, but anyway, he's been sucking. And Michael sent a, a message to the Discord, and we had this argument, I think, like 
five weeks ago where I said, like, I don't know how everyone's already crowning Trevor Lawrence. This guy really hasn't done anything. And, you know, people were giving me pushback. But since then, I'd say you and Jason are definitely on that train. And Michael put T-Law equals mid. Um, So, I mean, obviously he's a better option um, in terms of football playing. Again, not in terms of handsomeness than C.J. Beathard. Um, I mean, obviously he pre-practiced. Obviously this is a good news for everyone with Jaguars. Yeah, they need to win. Epic. Epic. downfall that they're currently having i mean if they can't beat carolina they deserve not to make the playoffs fair enough yeah. uh by the way big week incoming for travis Etienne. um chris rodriguez i don't know on injured reserve this kind of sucks man because chris rodriguez looked good running against the jets last week um, he looked pretty solid he's a bruiser and they like him there and you know low-key i wish i would have mentioned this on the pod but low-key i Picked up Chris Rodriguez in both leagues that I was still alive in in Yahoo. I picked him up in both of my, um, my, what do you call leagues? My dynasty, dynasty dynasty leagues. I picked him up in my, the playoff teams that I have in sleeper. I just kind of rostered him everywhere, although I didn't play him and it would have been a good play, but I think, you know, not to talking about Chris Rodriguez too much because he's, he's, this doesn't matter for championship week, but keep an eye on him. I, I think that if the same, the same coaching staff is not coming back next 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 year, so that could either be a very 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 good thing for Chris Rodriguez because he has a fresh set of eyes on him, or it could be a bad thing because the coaching staff that liked him isn't there anymore. Um, either way, I think Chris Rodriguez is worth the dynasty stash. And Brian Robinson looks like he's going to play. I had as one of my uh, confidence plays this week. I had Antonio Gibson. Obviously, I'm going to be scaling that back if Brian Robinson plays, but if Antonio Gibson gets all the carries here, I don't care if it's against San Francisco. I'm going with Antonio Gibson. Like, how are you feeling about that? Antonio Gibson has never done anything in his life. And every time I you think say never, he had that one good fantasy season. Every time you think he's going to do something, he doesn't. Oh, Brian Robinson's out Antonio Gibson time. And then it's Chris Rodriguez. So whoever they they're probably going to lift someone from the practice squad and make them his lead the lead back instead because Antonio Gibson just never gets that role. So in championship week, there's a zero percent chance I'm trusting Antonio Gibson. All right, let's let's um, end this on the big news, Michael, because the rest of these are Wednesday practice reports. The big news: Russell Wilson is B E N C H E D benched. Did I spell that right? Scrub. I mean, he's been having a solid season. He's been having a solid on-paper season. Yes. Because right. he either gets sacked, throws the ball away, or dumps it down four yards. Every every 28th throw, he'll throw it downfield, and Cortland Sutton will make a miraculous catch because he's a giant human, and people will be like, Russ is back. Let him cook. He sucks. I will say this, man. As a, as a worker's rights advocate, I don't like this. At all, because this saves the team thirty-seven million dollars guaranteed, and I don't like that. Well, no, it doesn't save. Th- it's if he gets injured in the last two games, then there's like a, a money issue. So they're just they they're not even gonna risk him getting injured. Because, but if they cut him next year, they do lose the thirty-seven million. It's just like some injury thing. Okay, all right. Well, that's better. So um, they just don't want him to get injured because they're screwed either way. They're not making the playoffs. I got a hot take, Michael. You ready? Shoot. Jared Sidham ball, balls one. out since you're a fan of his. 
I'm a bit. You know, I'm a big fan of Jared Stidham. The Twins made fun of me because I'm on Jared. Oh well, yeah, he's like 27. Draft. What has he done? I, listen, I, I, let me let me let me cook. <laughs> Jared Stidham's draft day, the Patriots got him. I was like, no, and we were watching like the fourth round, and they're like, yo, relax. Um, <laughs> but I do think Jared Stidham is talented. There is something to be said about the fact that you know it was the he was the first guy Sean Payton brought in. He has a lot of Drew Breesness about him. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. I'm. He's a little Drew Breezy. He's he's not Drew Breeze, but he little might breezy. be Drew Breezy. You know, um, and he gets the cl- uh, Chargers, the Clippers. He gets the Chargers, who are packed up and ready to go home. I got Jared Stidham at QB seventeen this week. You're a funny one, Mister Tim. Eighteen. Sorry, not seventeen. Eighteen. I would play him over Gardner Minshew. I'd play him over Joe Flacco. I'd play him over Bryce Young, Tyler Haneke. I'd even play him over Trevor Lawrence at Carol versus Carolina. If you're in a two quarterback league, not. I would not. I, I have nothing else to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Remember this hot Jared Stidham hot takes is how we're going to end the championship preview news segment. Don't forget patreon.com. Michael, you want to hit that banner? I, I don't even know where the banner is. We have so many freaking folders. Um, Patreon.com slash Broder Fantasy. You can follow us on Twitter slash X. It's official. I have I have my um I'm gonna need to update Twitter because it doesn't work anymore. Um I wanted to keep the really? blue bird. I didn't want to see that stupid ass. You X. still have the bird. I still have the bird. Look, I can prove it. But I'm gonna if I want to use Twitter, I'm gonna have to update it because I tried to open Twitter today and it was just like you can't do that anymore. Like we're making you have this little X logo. Look, check it out. Wow. I got the Twitter bird, and then when I try... Oh, no, it's working now. Hey! Yes, yeah, yeah, I still got the Twitter bird right there. Look at that. That's how, that's how I'm living. I'm living in, Twitter, in the Twitterverse. Um, so, patreon.com slash Broto Fantasy. We got our confidence plays. And for the last time this year, Michael, what are you eating tonight? Uh, tacos with you. We're both eating tacos. We're having a taco party for my mom. It's her birthday. Everyone wish uh, the goat mom happy birthday uh, when you get a chance um, on the Discord or anything like that. Uh, and yeah, that's it. See ya. We'll see you just around the bend in the Patreon episode. See you then, or I'll see you another time. <laughs> Peace. Later.